welcome to another episode of Block Talk, presented by Theater in the Now. I'm your host, as always, Michael Block. Got a project to plug? Want to advertise on the podcast? Hit me up and we'll make it happen. Feel like sponsoring? Let's make that happen, too. And as always, follow us on Twitter and visit theaterthenow.com for latest news, reviews, and interviews. refused to come on the program until she won her way on claiming her prize from iconic it's season one winner the butt stuff queen herself nicole anoscopy here i am oh my gosh How i'm finally you? here oh i am so good i had my coffee on the way here i'm good to go yeah was that coffee oh. number one of the day it was coffee number one i did not have my pot and a half that is tradition before i left the house because i overslept a tad but Uh-oh. here we are here we are we're here and we're gonna talk about you which you love to do oh my gosh me do i have to no you don't have to oh this is just an obligation because you won well twist my arm i guess i'll right, talk right well we're gonna start from the beginning because it's a beautiful it's a place to start very good place yeah. to start but where are you from i am from albany oregon not cute. Albany, New York? No, 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 no. We were named after Albany, New York. That's, that's cute. Yes, the founders were from there, and they said, ah, you know what? This should be Albany, too. It's a really cute little place. But yeah, it's just a cute, all-American little town. Went to a cute little high school, middle-of-nowhere house. You know, it was just so quaint, cute. And when you were in high school, and probably before that, like theater and musicals and that kind of thing was in your life, right? Oh, yes. Well, uh, I always put on little living room musical mm-hmm. uh, extravaganzas with my sister. Uh, I would uh, make her... So we would do like Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, and I, of course, would be Snow White, and she would be all of the dwarfs, and I'd make her the most hideous costumes mm-hmm. out of like... She had a beard made out of cotton balls that I really remember fondly. It also doubled as my Santa Claus beard in the Christmas musical. But yeah, no, we, st- we started with that, and then I didn't do organized theater until I did Midsummer Night's Dream my seventh grade year. Okay. I, I was very portly and I looked just hideous in that little toga. Who did you play? Oh, I played Lysander. Of course you did. Oh, yes, I did. You know, that little love-struck fool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a good time. Um, I had to be barefoot, which was a big thing for me. It okay. was really gross. It was a bunch of middle schoolers with their shoes off, and I was not about it. And you probably all smelled still. Oh, just horrid. Puberty was hitting us full force. My voice actually changed during the rehearsal process, so that was a fun thing uh-huh. to go now, through. Are uh-huh. photographs somewhere? Oh, I'm sure they are all gone by now. Don't you dare Damn look it. for them. Internet, mm-hmm. go find them, please. Mm-mm. Nope. So, you, you live in Oregon... And you decide, I'm going to go to the Big Apple to go to school. Oh, yes. Well, originally I wanted to be a lawyer. So right, I went to okay. the Willamette University for a year because, uh, well, uh, my boyfriend at the time was going to school very nearby and I didn't want to leave him because I was so in love and we were going to be together forever, of course. This and, is uh, a theme of your life, isn't it? Oh, you know, I'm a fool for love. Absolutely. You know, my heartstrings are easily plucked. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, so we did that for a while and uh, I just had a song and a dance that I had to let out. So uh, I went to the dean's office. I said, I've had it. That's enough. And I called my mom and I said, Mom, I'm coming back home for a minute and then I'm going to New York. And she said, I've been waiting for this call. I've always had all the support. So it was a good time. Nice. Yeah. And you decided to go to the illustrious AMDA. 
Oh, yes, I did. Um, the finest of institutions, really, mm-hmm. truly. Uh-huh. Yeah, um, I regret every penny I ever spent at that institution. Oh, yeah? Yeah, on the record, I will say it, yes. Um, I don't think I learned a thing there that no? I didn't walk in those doors with, no. Okay. No, but I made a lot of friends. Mm-hmm. Um... Yes, and that is what I got out of that. I I went in with the goal of becoming a dancer, and as you all know, I did not meet that goal, but I try my best. You, you do. You boom, boom, clap. Oh, absolutely. I will wiggle till the cows come home, but... Now, why is theater important to you? Oh, I just always have loved telling stories, you know? Um, and escaping to different worlds. Growing up, I was always reading three different books at a time, and just... I, there's so much to be seen and heard and explored um outside of your own personal bubble and i just i relish in that yeah so i don't know if like they have like this thing at amda where they just implant like the drag bug in your brain or if it just it happens over time but (sighs) how and when did drag into your life well so i was on the national tour of fancy nancy splendiferous christmas that sounds like a winner oh yeah so when i first agreed to uh Joined the tour. I uh, signed on to play the dad because I was looking to do that nice, easy track where you just get a throw on a sweater, go sing a little ditty, and then collect your paycheck. Sounded great. Um, but they were struggling to find someone to play the drag role, Mrs. Divine, in the show. And so we were about to start rehearsals, and they said, You know what? We might just have to move you to that. And I was like, You know, I'll take one for the team. I'm not going to be any good at it. And it's still proven true. I'm not very good at drag to this day, but I had the time of my life and nothing was going to stop me. So I threw on that wig and the heels and here we are today. So you go from Mrs. Divine. Mrs. Divine. Oh, yes. To Nicole Anoscopy. You know, and I got to say, she's very much the same. Oh, God. Mm, yeah, oh, yes. Now, are there photos of Mrs. Divine? Oh, there are photos of Mrs. Divine. I actually just recently brought these out because... uh. Someone was asking me, they were like, what What was your beat? What'd your mug look like as Mrs. Divine? And um, there was not an ounce of makeup on my face. No lipstick, no anything, but I lived my fullest fantasy. So you were doing a poppy illusion. I was doing a poppy illusion, yes. I was giving you soft, subtle fish, you know? So how would you describe Nicole in three words? Oh, she is spunky. She is may- perhaps a touch abrasive at times. Uh, very unapologetic. I, mean, I don't want to... Those are very similar words, so I'm, mm-hmm. I'll say unapologetic. That'll be the word I'll use. And, um, mm, wow, kind. Okay. That I do think kindness is definitely at the heart of everything I do. Sometimes it might get lost in translation, mm-hmm. and uh, but no, I think that's definitely the core of Nicole. Nice. Now, what is the origin story of Nicole Anoscopy? So, my muggle name, for those of you listening, is uh, Cole. Don't tell everybody. It's a secret. Um, you want to plug Cole on Instagram? Well, yeah, you can follow me at ColeCooper94 on Instagram. Um, I used to be a relatively famous boy, and now he's dead. So, uh, But yeah, you can check him out. There are pictures of him on there. Um, but now that I'm bald, nobody wants to see that. So, uh, yeah. Truth. R.I.P. ColeCooper94. But uh, yeah, so... Growing up in Oregon, I was a touch more feminine than the other boys, and so they'd make fun of me on the playground and call me Nicole. And so I thought, well, now that I'm a woman, I'm going to reclaim that name. So it was mine. Also, um, I like to have a good time and um, 
drink some cocktails when I'm performing from time to time. And uh, when I get a little tipsy, I forget that I'm not in drag. So it's very convenient to have a name that sounds so similar to my own. That's good. Yes, it's a nice little trick. So, uh, yeah, and then I've always been odd. So I knew I had to have a pun for a name. And uh, I've always been into the butt stuff. So anoscopy just seemed the natural fit. Anoscopy? Onoscopy. Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. It's very hard, guys, but you'll figure it out. Once you get the joke, you'll never forget it. (laughs) How long does it take to transform into Nicole? Oh, well, it depends on how much coffee I've had. And um, pretty much, actually, that's the only deciding factor. But um, let's say my face usually takes like an hour and 15 minutes. And then I'm... I'm really bad with deciding what to wear, so that can be anywhere from five minutes to two hours, you know? You should see my floor when I'm getting ready. I come home to just all the garments that didn't make the cut. Just go on Instagram and be like, which outfit? Oh, yes, the new poll feature. Mm -hmm. That's a good way to do it, yeah. And get the fans to come. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Who are some of your drag inspirations? Okay, so the very first queen I ever saw perform was Marty Gould Cummings. When I was, I was underage, don't tell anybody, but I snuck into the green room at New World Stages and I would go every single week. I can't remember the name, but it was very much like the origins of what is now Stage Fright, I think. And uh, it was just such a great show and I was so inspired by her and I was like, you know what? I want to try this sometime. So really, I got to give Marty credit for giving me the bug. Um, but she's just so brilliant. Suddenly Seymour, just the most incredible performer, so kind, just... She's everything I aspire to be. Um, but yeah, those are probably my two biggest influences. I just can't get enough of them. What You mentioned a little bit um, as Mrs. Divine, but like, what has the evolution of your look been since starting? Oh, my look. Well, when I started out, I was very inspired by like pop princesses mm-hmm. and like Demi Lovato. I thought I was cute and fish and just... Forever 21. Very Forever 21, yeah. Millennial in, pink and all that jazz. In, and uh, In costume and in mind. Oh, yes, in mind. And the mind hasn't evolved much. I doubt it ever will. But uh, the look did evolve because I realized I was campier, I was spunkier, and I uh, have a much more defined jawline than I realized at the time. So I had to, you know, camp it up, be a little bit of a clown, bigger hair, hide some of the manliness. So, uh... Yeah, and I always thought redheads were just so sexy and so spunky and powerful, so why not? So you made your mark on the drag scene after a well-deserved victory in the sixth season of The Ultimate Drag Pageant. What was that experience like for you? Oh my gosh, that was wild. Um, Before that experience, I really, I'd done the Fancy Nancy thing. I'd competed at Drag Wars with Shaquita like one time, I believe. So really, I had no idea what I was doing in drag, but I had the passion and determination and I wanted to prove myself to Marty because I admired her so much. So really just dove in head first. I met some incredible girls, Shelby Lay, Felicia, um, Tiffany and Carlos, they've all like Celador, all of them. They've become such dear friends of mine. And um, no, it was just such a warm welcome into the drag community. And I learned so much. I quickly realized that I was funnier than I thought. Week one, I thought, oh, I'm just going to give him this cute little sexy number. And it just didn't work. That's not me. I don't know. It was just so eye-opening. And it was really just the perfect springboard for what Nicole has become. What did it take to win? Oh, it took um, it took a lot of fish bowls, definitely. Um, 
uh, versatility, I think, is really what it takes, first and foremost, to, like, win long-form competitions, because so many girls come in with, like, the impressive clackety-clack numbers and a really polished look, and it just wins over an audience. But for me, it's more about building a relationship and showing all of the facets of what I can do, and just my creativity and my ability to turn both a look and a themed number. I think that's something that I personally excel in. Absolutely. What, for you, was the biggest takeaway of UDP? Oh, wow. Um, Just really learning who I was. You know, I just had such a misconception about that. Um, And I learned to use my resources that I couldn't do it all alone. And it's not wrong to reach out to a sister because we really are stronger together than we are alone. So, yeah, no, I think that was really... The biggest takeaway. Yeah. So after dabbling in some um, one-off competitions, including becoming the runner-up at Miss Stonewall. Yes. Um, you also decided to dabble in the dark art of rhinestones. Oh, yes. I love to sparkle. But you decided to throw your hat into the long-form game again in the first season of Iconic. Oh, boy. What? Why, why was it important for you to compete in this competition? Well, um, I got to say there's a lot of backlash when I won ultimate drag pageant a lot of people thought it was a fluke and that I only won because I had um friends that came and drank and that uh I like had cheated the system in some way so I really felt like I had something to prove and that I was worth it you know um and I really I've been working out here in Astoria I love the crowd Icon is such an amazing bar it's such like a theatrical environment and I really just was like dying to have the opportunity to be on that stage again and it was just such an amazing experience. It pushed me even further than I thought it would. What was the hardest part about Iconic? Uh, just rising to the occasion and competing with those incredible girls. Like, everyone was so polished, and they all had their eyes set on that prize. And, all, like, it got a little aggressive and competitive at times, slightly vicious, but really, it was just because we were all so driven and really in it. And... Did you feel that you had to elevate your performance to an extra level? Oh, absolutely. You couldn't just be funny or this. You had to like be very innovative to capture the attention of that crowd because these Astoria folks are smart cookies. Mm-hmm. You can't just throw something frilly at them and expect them to gag for it. You got to make them think a little bit. And that was really cool. And I just recently looked, I was looking back at photos on my Instagram from when I started iconic to the end of it and my face evolved so much my look just really was elevated so much over the course of 10 weeks so it was truly amazing now working in iconic we do the mentorship component yes how did that help or not help you in this process see i gotta say i have i've learned that i can reach out for help but i'm still very much a victim of wanting to have all the control, you know? So I I don't reach out as often as I should, but every now and then I'll have this like brilliant idea. And sometimes my ideas are a little off base, so it's always good for me to touch base with someone else and be like, is this as brilliant as I think it is? Or was I just, did I have a little bit too much to smoke that day, you know? Smoke? What are you smoke. smoking? Oh, um, um, oregano. Oh, of course, of it course. Re- you know, um, I'm a singer, so of course I can't indulge in oregano often, but, you know, we all have to escape sometimes. Truth. So as the first one of our show, um, you set the precedent of future competitors. 
Yes, they call me the BB of Iconic. Oh, God. Yes. Um, the resemblance is truly uncanny. Uh, you're going to love my single. I won't drop the title, but... Oh, no. Well, what, what do you hope your impact is on Iconic, and what would you like to see in season two? Well, I think all of the girls, we really set a high level, like a standard for polish and what needs to be brought to that competition. I don't know that I've seen a competition where the stakes were that high before. And with like the prize packages and everything, it's really, it's substantial. And I think it'll be amazing to see the outpouring of interest when the next season is like formally announced. Well, are there any queens you'd like to see compete in season two? Well, oh my gosh. Aviva Dickman, because she's so brilliant Mm -hmm. and just so odd. And if you know Nicole, you know Nicole is just an odd duck. And I feel like she outdoes me in every sense when it comes to just oddity. And yeah. I admire that very much. Um, I know Jax has her eyes set on the prize as well. And gosh darn, that kid can flop around like nothing I've ever seen. So uh, I would love to see more of that. Oh my gosh, there's just so many people. And I would love to see how they rise to the occasion. Yeah, well, we're going to give them some fun challenges for sure. I can't wait. Are there any New York City queens that you've yet to work with that is on your dream list? Oh, I want to work with everybody because I just, I take away so much from everyone. Uh, Who do I really want to work with? I want to work with Felicia Moore. Honestly, I know that I have worked with her, but I think she is such a brilliant mind, such a kind performer, and her looks are unreal. Every time she takes you to this dark, magical, like, but almost, like, poppy and still accessible place, Mm -hmm. and it's just, she blows my mind. I really love what she does. If you could create a cabaret show, Mm -hmm. where would you want to do it, and what could we expect to see in it? Ooh, see, I, I really want to do it in an actual theater space with, like, the curtains and the lights and the full shebang and me just in a beautiful gown on a stool, you know? But um, Of course there's a stool. Oh, well, of course there's a stool. I love stool. Um, it would just be a lot of, you know, like you mentioned, uh, there would be a lot of love songs and a lot of songs about heartbreak, of course, because I go through men like toilet paper pretty much. But uh, I really do. But... Uh, so there'd be a lot of that, but I also, I would hope to inspire the people, but there would also be um, a plethora of butt jokes, of course. You can't... You do it like a butt medley. Oh, yes, yes. But it'd have to be really beautiful. Baby got butt medley. Baby got butt, but like an acoustic version. Of course. Perhaps with a harp. I really want a harp moment in my cabaret. Of course. Let's find you a harp. We need a harpist. Any harpists out there, please hit me up. Slide into my DMs at Nicole Anoscopy. Thank you. So... You now have a brand new show at Icon. I do, I do. Manic Mondays. Let's hear about it. Tell us about it. Oh my gosh. You never know what you're going to get there. Um, I always start with that opening number, Manic Mondays, but uh, where it goes from there, it's anybody's guess. Um, We uh, had some butt piping lessons the other night. Uh, We play games. We do musical shots. We just... It really is a party. We get lit, as the kids say mm-hmm. these days. I, I just learned a new word, too, actually. Um, even newer. Um, zooted. You can get zooted. Excuse me? I, I don't. I couldn't even use it in a sentence, but uh, apparently the folks are using it. So Which, What folks? Folks, uh, my, my younger friends. I, I, I attract a younger crowd. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I see. All right. So, like, Generation Z. Perhaps, yes. Gotcha, gotcha. The ones that are just barely legal enough to get into the bars, you yeah. know? Well, what do you like working about, working at Icon about? What is, what is, 
What is it for you? Oh, what is it? Just like I said, I love the Astoria crowd, and that space is just so warm and welcoming. And the Halloween decorations. Oh my gosh, we have to talk about that. Uh, the dragon. Her name is Phyllis now. Yes, I've heard Phyllis. Phyllis. Right? Phyllis. Phyllis. We're setting the record straight. It is Phyllis. Um, that magic mirror scared the bejesus out of me the I other day. I tried to do it when I was there, and it wasn't on. I gotta tell you, you've gotta try again. It's really impressive. Uh, David has done amazing things. He's like a tech wizard. Yeah. Holy moly, I don't know how he does it all. but yeah. And he hooked up Iconic. I hear there's going to be monitors so you can watch like a live stream That's of the next the season. Rumor. Oh my gosh, that is high tech. Mm-hmm. RuPaul, what? Now, you do something that you kind of inherited by other shows at Icon do it as well. But you have an open stage. I do, I do, I do. Why is that important for the drag community? Oh my gosh, like there's so many of us with something to say and things to show. And there are so few spaces to do it. And so few slots. And that's I think that's why the community is so competitive and kind of vicious at times. But I don't know. I just love to see what my sisters have to offer. Like I said, like Jax and people like that, they can actually dance and do flips and tricks and things that I could never offer my audiences. And the fact that someone is willing to come and do that is so beautiful to me. And it really elevates the show and makes it so much greater than it could have been otherwise. Yeah, absolutely. Why is it important to have drag in Astoria? Oh, I just, it's such a community of artists and I think drag is such a high art form and I think it's appreciated more here than it can be in Manhattan at times because audiences here are more prone to just sit and listen Mm -hmm. and really take in what you have to offer as an entertainer and it's so very refreshing. That's just so quaint and Everyone's so kind. I just really love it out here. And you have a wonderful bartender to work with. Oh, yes. We love Steven. He takes his shirt off if you tip him well. So keep that in mind when you're at the show. Well, his rate at the moment is 20, but he's becoming a somebody. So we're going to have to bump it up pretty soon, I think. I hear he is a drag queen as well. Oh, Nicole Anna Dime. Yes, she is. Um, your gig. Well, you know, there there can be more than one Nicole. Okay. There's always room for more. The more the merrier, I always say. Let's talk about your other show. My other show. Wacky Tacky Thursdays. Wacky Tacky Thursdays. Um, it is both wacky and tacky. And on a Thursday. Yeah. Every time. So how did that happen? So uh, I believe it is a uh, part of my prize package for the Ultimate Drag Pageant. Um, shortly after Ultimate Drag Pageant, we hosted a... Uh, 90s themed party in the front bar at the West End called Night of Nostalgia, which was hard for me because I was barely alive in the 90s. But I did my research. I took the, to the YouTube. And, and a lot I, of those numbers you still do? I still do because they're bops, you know? There was a lot of good stuff in the 90s. Like, I came from the 90s. It was a great time. But, uh, yeah, so that was very fun. And that um, didn't last for too long, just a couple months. But uh, eventually there was an opening in the back bar and... Uh, I was offered the slot, and we've just turned it into a really cute little party. It's right before Ultimate Drag Pageant now, in season eight, I believe. Mm -hmm. The math is hard for me. I've never been one for math, but uh, it's just a really great time every week. It's amazing how many people come out, and just, it's a party. It really is. What do you hope your audiences take away from Wacky Tacky Thursdays? I hope, as silly as my shows are, I hope people leave feeling empowered heard and recognized i as you know i end every show with you've got a friend in me and as cliche as that might be it's still so important to me to spread that as my narrative because we are a community 
I want everyone to know that comes to my shows that I care about them. I'm there for them. And it just means the world to me that someone cares enough to come out and get drunk while listening to me. I need food. And oh my gosh, we love the loaded tots. I extra bacon on mine, please. Oh, Nicole also likes the loaded thoughts. Loaded thoughts. Oh yes. I've loaded a few thoughts in my day. What is it about working at the West end that is home for you in a way? It's really where I just like found my footing, you know, and it just makes my heart warm. Just walking in that door every single time. And it's just, I love the energy there. It is very much is theater, but also like, a little fun and Nicole dirty, needs a and you stage. Want, you want to part. Oh, Nicole needs a stage, and the lights are just so cute. The curtains, I just really enjoy. It is. I live my dinner theater fantasy there. I really do. It's true. Well, we're gonna play a game. Oh, it's I the love most a game. Game on the show. Oh, it's tea time. Oh, listen up, everybody, because she has to things to say. Say things about some of your sisters, some of your friends and family, and people that you've worked with, people that you share the stage with. People that you probably love and hate at the same time. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm full of love. All right. We are going to start with uh-huh. Heidi Ho. Oh, my gosh, Heidi Ho. As you know, I was with Heidi last night. I had a real nice time. I had a few shots of fireball very early in the show, thanks to uh, some Irish patrons. I couldn't say no. Uh, and, uh, oh, my gosh, it's just a wild, wild time. Every single time, you know? I think uh, we're very similar in energy. And it's just, it's a hoot to work with her. I love her. She's so very kind. Yeah, you had a good time with her at Iconic. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, speaking of Iconic. Okay. Allegra White. Oh my gosh, that is one tall woman. And so skinny. And she has two feet again, which is very exciting. She was in a cast for all of Iconic. So, uh, yeah, I love her. She's so lovely. So very talented. She is one of those dancing folk I mentioned. Uh, yeah, I never will be able to do that. No. But never. no. And she is soft and fishy and beautiful. It's true. It's a woman. Well, talk. we won't go from fishy to oh. ducky. Oh, ducky. I'm still trying to figure out what you are, ducky, but I'm into it. You turn a look every single time. I love your butter number. They're still getting it out of the curtains, but that's okay because it was wildly entertaining. I love you, Ducky. Next up is Mrs. Miss is. That is an artist. And Miss Congeniality, too. And Miss Congeniality, yes. Yes, yes, yes. No, I really, really love Miss is. Her looks are always so polished. And her digital art is yeah. amazing. I need to hit her up for some yeah, of that. I'm going to ask her Get for some that Freddie merch. Mercury. Oh, that Freddie Mercury art mm-hmm. was real cute. Yeah, you need a print of um, that. Yes, I Put do. Put it on a throw pillow. Maybe give it away at a potential fundraiser. Oh my gosh, a potential fundraiser. Mm-hmm. Stay tuned for more. How about we talk about Alora Borealis? Oh my gosh, I love Alora. So Alora and I, as I, well... Excluding Sella because we lost her early in the competition in Iconic, but uh, I had the privilege of competing with her twice. She was in Ultimate Drag Pageant as well. She is just the nicest. She has grown so very much in the short time I've known her. Um, what she brought to Iconic was tenfold better than what she was able to present in Ultimate Drag Pageant. And she just is amazing. She commuted in from New Jersey every single week, I believe. And like for me, coming from Washington Heights, it was a trek. But man, I didn't cross state lines. And that was really amazing. I love her to death. Do you think if you have to compete against her in another competition, she'll Tanya Harding you? 
I, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. I, I fully expect that. So, yes, I think uh, I'm going to stay clear of her yeah. in the com- competition sense. Well, you mentioned her a second ago. Celador. Celador. Oh, my gosh. I adore Celador. She's just so talented. Great voice. She sews. I don't know. I just love her. She's so kind and fun. She also smokes oregano, I think. She does. She does. She does. I've heard. Do you know what's a fun game? A fun game? Is when Celador is standing next to Petty Cake and you go, Tyler. And they both turn around. Oh my gosh. I thought those were their given names. It's very funny. I'm so confused. You should try it sometime. I will. I will absolutely try that. Next up, Shelby Late. Shelby Late. Oh my gosh. That is a voice. And oh my gosh. A, she's so beautiful. And her hair. She styles hair so beautifully. I gave her my long red wig because I can't wear long red hair anymore because when I swallow it, I poop it out and it's like flossing your butthole. It's really not pleasant. So I'm going to have her do a nice little updo for me because uh, I'm never doing that again. No, never, ever. Uh-uh, never, ever, ever. But no, so, so talented. She blows my mind. I'm always so thrilled to perform alongside her. Let's talk about Felicia. Oh, again. I just won't. I could talk forever about that girl. Oh, my gosh. I mean, I've said I've said all I have to say. She's she's perfection, and just so fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How about Tiffany Ann Coke? Oh my gosh! Here's the real tea. Listen up, everybody. So Tiffany Ann Coke and I, we uh, we dated uh, for all of probably forty six hours in college at AMDA. Oh, I called it college. Excuse me. Um, whatever you want to call it. Uh, when we were at AMDA, and um. Uh, Yes, so that lasted very a very, very short time. And I was actually just with Tiffany last night, and uh, she uh, brought out this painting of Miley Cyrus that I had painted for her within those 46 hours of us being together. And uh, yes, it still hangs on the wall in her apartment. It was a nice little walk down memory lane. The apartment that she shares with... Carlos, the Uber, Uber driver. driver. Oh my gosh, we stan Carl. Carl also does amazing hair. And I just gave Carl another wig last night because Carl said I was not allowed to wear that shake and go one more time in public. So I had to fully commute home bald. Wait, which shake and go? Well, the wig I had on last night, she said it didn't quite uh, make the cut. It was subpar. I thought I looked beautiful, but apparently not. My friends have higher expectations for me, which I appreciate. Thank you, Carl. I will step my pussy up for you. It's logical to go from an Uber driver to a Vanadu. Oh my gosh. Get it, Van? Oh, I see the... Wow, what a what a transition. I know. So I smooth, effortless. Um, oh, Vanna. Vanna is my favorite alcoholic clown woman. <laughs> Truly. Um... And I, I mean, she really is at her best when she's got her dolly hair and that yellow jumpsuit on, you know? That is Vanadu. Uh, so very talented. I don't know anyone else can do, who can do the same four numbers every single time and st- have me wildly entertained. Yeah. She, there's something just so captivating about her. And she's so beautiful. And she's also just a really good time and a dear sister. So, yeah, I love Vanna. Next is Hariola Grande. Oh, my gosh. That is a whole lot of woman. She... I love all these people. I'm waiting for one that I hate. Um, oh my god, just dear sister. I love when she dances. I love she could she could do just about anything, and I would just be thrilled. Um, 
Just wildly and you, entertaining. And you know when she walks in the room because you can hear that voice. Oh, absolutely. She hates when I call her by her boy name, Greg, because apparently I say it and it sounds like Craig and that's wildly offensive to her. I don't know. I think it's okay, sis. Like, get over it. But <laughs> no, I love Hariola Grande. Next is P-O-P-P-Y. Oh my gosh. I thought we were only talking about drag queens. Um, so Poppy, uh, she just recently started rebranding herself as the Asperger's queen, I believe. And I really, it makes so much sense because she is so brilliant. I was looking for a reason why. I just have never been able to wrap my head around how someone could be that intellectual and still so beautiful. She really, she figured it out. She's like Natalie Portman, but prettier. She would probably appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. Queen Amidala. Absolutely. She is Queen Amidala. Yeah. She absolutely is. That's what I want from her. Next time she does a snatch game situation. Queen Amidala is what go. I want from there Poppy. You go. Next we have Petty Cake. Oh my gosh, Petty Cake. That is a tap dancing queen. She's so talented. I love her. She's a good sis. Um, and her makeup recently has improved so very much in such a short time. She did that little spoopy skeleton look last night, mm-hmm. and it was both glamour and artsy. No, I just love what she's doing. Very talented. Next is our Dear departed Bijou, who moved away. Oh, R.A.P. Bijou. She's just so fun and so chill. I mean, she, just, she is a California girl. She Yes, I, she definitely is where she belongs, I believe. Um, we miss her dearly, but she's just so relaxed and fun to be around. Yeah. Yeah. No stories on Bijou? No. Um, okay, <laughs> twist my leg. Bijou and I, uh, we, we, we spent a lovely day at the zoo together once. And then... Um, uh, and then she uh, went on a date with P.O.P.P.Y. immediately after. Yeah, and the rest is history. Yeah, she likes winners, I guess. She likes winners, you know? When it's good, it's good. Well, next up is, well, if Bijou went away, we inherited a queen. We inherited someone. Um, and you gave her her New York debut. I did, I did. Seraphim. Oh, my gosh. Another just truly remarkable, like, visual artist. Her looks are sickening. She did that look with the holes and the one with the teeth in her neck. And I, oh my gosh, I've had a few nightmares because of that queen. But she's just also so kind. Like, you picked some really nice folks on this list. This is this is entirely too easy. Well, I was nervous. Someone who's not kind at all. Oh, okay, yeah. Coco Taylor. Oh my god. My favorite thing about Coco Taylor is Mr. Taylor. <laughs> but if I had to pick a second favorite thing about Coco Taylor, it would just... I, I, I feel like we're just kindred spirits. I would love to work more with Coco Taylor. I think we would just have a stupid, stupid show. It would be very basic. Oh, it would be the most basic, but quirky. And uh, people probably would lose interest very quickly, but we would have the time of our <laughs> lives together. We would just, I don't know. I adore her. Next is the one and only Honey, Honey Davenport. Oh, my God. Honey is everything i aspire to be she is the life of the party she can dance the house down she can turn a look but she also has so much to say and stands for something uh the way she handled the situation at monster recently just truly inspired me so very much i of course stand with honey davenport and she's just such an inspiration to me and i can't wait to see what she does she's truly amazing last but not least um, I wanted to pay homage to your first patient ever. 
Oh, Sierra yes. Oh, Sierra Mist. Oh, my gosh. Truly so spectacularly talented. She is a, like, high-quality drag chorus girl. You know, that's what I think of when I think of her. I Just truly a showgirl. Beautiful costumes. An impeccable face. And really dumb. Also very dumb. <laughs> I love that. But yes... She blew my mind week after week in Ultimate Drag Pageant in her season when she did her Snatch Game Jane Krakowski, Unreal, her Kellyanne Conway. Just top-notch drag every single time. And that's a giant woman. Another giant, giant woman. It's a big lady. Yeah. Is it healthy to be competitive in the drag scene? And do you think rivalries build up naturally through the circuit? Um, I think it is horribly unhealthy to be competitive in the drag scene, but I will say that I have very much been victim to it. I have always had a very competitive nature and at times um, I get a bit too focused on my own personal goals and get kind of caught up in that and forget to have fun, positive relationships with the people immediately around me. And I know that people have called me out on that in the past and recently And uh, but no, I just it's not healthy and I'm working on that. And now that I've kind of found my footing in this community, I'm trying to step away from the competitive scene for a while so that I can really preach what I truly feel, and that is community and kindness and love and acceptance, because that's the reason I got into this, and I want to get back into that. There's always drama. Always. How do you try to stay out of it? I've noticed that I, I always try to just stay silent. But sometimes silence speaks so much louder and that has caused me to become the heart of a lot of controversy. So um, I'm still very much trying to figure that out for myself. And I will get back to you when I figure out the answer because... We'll do a follow-up episode. Please do. The drama has just been seeking me out currently. and uh, But yes, we're figuring things out one day at a time, folks. Let's say you do make it onto the RuPaul show. Oh, that is the dream, the goal. Who would you do for Snatch Game? Well, so, this is hard for me because I I know they say no fictional characters and everyone I'm drawn to is a fictional character. I would love to do Miss Frizzle from the Magic School Bus or Dobby the House Elf. I would love to do Dobby the House Elf. I know you are not a Harry Potter fan. I'm outing Michael Bradley Block is not a fan of Harry Potter. I repeat, not. It's not that I'm not a fan. I've just never seen it, so I can't be a fan of something I've never seen. Okay, um, we may have to end this now. I don't associate with non-Potterheads, but uh, it's okay. Uh, but yeah, Dobby the House Elf, that's truly um, an icon. Um, as far as real people go, I would love to like figure out a way to make Deborah Messing really fun. Just wear a lot of scarves. Yeah, I like that. I think she is so wildly basic, but yet fun. I think we have a lot in common. Um, so yeah, I would love to figure that out. Who is your current celebrity crush oh my gosh oh my gosh well you know what i i will forever be hung up on both zach efron and nick jonas together at once honestly the more the merrier you know we were we were blessed with multiple holes for a reason um yeah um if i had to pick one of them probably nick jonas Mm mm-hmm he is um, the screensaver on my computer. Of course. Anytime I have to take my computer to play music at a gig, um, DJs are always very much into my screensaver. So, uh, yeah, no, I'd have to pick Nick. He's bae. 
Is there one New York City drag queen that you would want to be your partner on The Amazing Race? Mmm. I'm going to have to take a moment to think about this one. Because that's a make or break kind of dynamic, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. We've got to be good television, of course. Of course. But we also have to be a good team. And I will I, I will be the first to say it. I'm not easy to work with. So, uh... Oh, Lord. I would have to say Harry Grande and I... Okay. ...would be a wild duo on The Amazing Race. And I think we would have the right chemistry to just pull through it in the end. Mm-hmm. We both have the gumption to just get so it who, done. who's doing the heights? Um... I think it would be better TV if we had Harriola doing the heights. I also think she's a bit braver than I am. Who's eating the food? Oh, I've never met a food I did not like. Okay. I will do it. If it's a bug, I'll pretend it's a French fry and we'll, it'll be good. Great, great. We're into it. Because tis the season, what's mm. your favorite scary movie? Oh, my favorite scary movie would have to be Halloween Town 3 because I really just like to see like how they like dealt with the struggles of like high school like high school was hard for everybody and um it's really scary like you're just like come ending puberty and like you're thrust into this new environment and it's really frightening um you have to have a social life and also there are monsters at that school so it's just it's a really good scary movie yeah yeah so scary it really is yeah i remember i was once really afraid of um getting a b because i was i was an intellectual and so um yeah, just the school environment's very stressful for me. I'm an academic at heart. How would Nicole fare in a slasher film? Um, I think, actually, I'm fairly confident Nicole would be the sole survivor. You think? And uh, by sole survivor, I mean she actually would be the slasher. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. There's something just a little off about me. I'm still waiting for my therapist to get back to me about what it is, but she just won't return my calls. Um, if If you didn't understand why it was so uncanny that Nicole did American Psycho for Horror Week. Mm. Um, I think Nicole and Cole are Patrick Bateman. I do identify as a Patricia Bateman, for sure. Yeah, um, I'm I just, you know, I'm just happy to be here. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, I, a funny story. Uh, I recently, I had uh, relations with a gentleman and he uh, wouldn't leave my apartment afterwards. He just wanted to cuddle. And I'm not really into post-coital cuddling. It just doesn't really You're do it not? for me. No, it doesn't do it for me. I like to get the job done and send them on their merry way. But uh, he was like, okay, I'm going to use your bathroom. And I was like, great. So I broke out my clear raincoat and my prop axe that I had used for the American Psycho number. <laughs> and I greeted him when he exited the bathroom. And he quickly left my apartment. So if you're ever looking for a quick <laughs> out of a hookup, invest in a clear raincoat and an axe. Oh my Which God. you can get a discount on when purchased together on Amazon. Thank you. I um I'm I'm not surprised. I'm full of fun facts and uh yeah helpful little tips and tricks. You're you're like a Snapple bottle. I am like a Snapple bottle. I'm currently playing with a Snapple cap and the fun fact inside is a uh, tug of war was an Olympic sport in the early 1900s. If only I could go back, I could have been an Olympian. You do love tug of war. I sure do. I'll tug on just about anything. Well, we're going to play the Pop 5 Rapid Fire. Oh, Lord. So I'm going to give you five pop culture things, and you're going to give me a story, a phrase, a comment, whatever you want to say about them. All right. I'm nervous. Number one, A Star is Born. Ugh. That's all I got to say. That is a, an emotional ride. Man, I just... Uh, I still haven't seen it. Uh, don't. It's painful. It's... it's it'll, it, it, no. 
it got me worse than La La Land, and I never thought that would happen. You you got emotional during La La Land. Oh, I cried like a little bitch during La La Land. I sat La La on Land. my couch and I was like, what is the appeal of this movie? Oh, I saw it five times in the theaters. Okay. With a different okay. gentleman every single time. Well, that's why you went. Well. Mm-hmm. Mm, it really sets the mood, if you know what I'm saying. Um. So this next one is something you're pr- probably pretty good at. Uh, Pete Davidson and Ariana Grande break up. Shit happens. You know? I, uh... I'm going to come clean with you. I'm not all that up to date with the Ariana Grande uh, situation. No. I'm a, I'm a truth. I'm a, I'm a fan in the sense that I appreciate her talents, but she doesn't satisfy my needs no. musically. No. Um, She's no Miley. She is no Miley. Miley is queen to me. There will, no one will ever outdo Miley Cyrus. But uh, yeah, so um, I'm not all that up to date with, her and her life, but uh, I loved her in Thirteen the Musical. Of course you did. I sure did. Can't wait to see her on Broadway again. <laughs> Number three is American Horror Story Apocalypse. Oh mine's gad. I fully missed last night's episode because I was painting to be with Heidi Ho, but uh, I hear it was very good. I got halfway. Jessica Lang is back. I got halfway through. She was doing a monologue. I pressed pause. Actually, accidentally pressed back, and then they wanted me to watch from the beginning. I was like, "Fuck you." I would have said yes. I would watch it three times from the beginning. I love American Horror Story. Oh God. Okay. Okay. Choices. Oh my gosh, it does it for me. Number four. I don't know if you've heard, but I'm, I'll break the news to you now. Clay Aiken and Ruben Sutter reunite in Holiday Broadway show, first annual Christmas Carol Family Fun Pageant Spectacular reunion show. That makes me feel slightly nauseous. Um, in the promo photo, just to let you know, Clay Aiken has white hair. Oh, well, that's a look. Uh, I assume he's playing Mrs. Claus. No, he's playing himself because he has white hair now. Oh, Jack Frost. Like the Jack Frost moment. He kind of looks like... Um, in the the, the 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 Santa Claus movie, what's the actor that played him? Oh, I don't know. Tim Allen? No, 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 no. That played Jack Frost. Oh, I don't know. Martin Short. Oh, Martin Short. He kind of does look like yeah, a young so Martin Short, so I can, I I I I can picture it. Uh, but Clay Aiken, he messages me uh, frequently on Grinder and other applications. Um, and so perhaps he can get me a comp to this new show. I can't wait to see it. I will be there. Yeah, I'm gonna um tell a story. My old roommate. Um, was messaged by Clay Aiken on the app. I hear he gets um, around, yes. I, I, I told him that you must respond to him just so I can have Clay Aiken in my apartment. Just to have that story. Yeah. And he never did. Well, that's okay. It's okay. Next time. And finally, Life Size 2. Oh, when? December 2nd. Oh, there's a date. There, oh, yeah, oh, it just came out. Excuse me, I have to put it in my phone calendar now. Oh, like, we've been waiting for too long. It's like, it's cruel how long we had to wait for this. But I will see it again and do again you, and do again. Do you think it will shine bright? I think it'll shine even brighter. They have to. Brighter and farther. Absolutely. I have a plaque that sh- says, shine bright, shine far, don't be shy, you're a star, like, right above my bed. I wake up to that every single morning. You, you Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I always have my previous guest ask my current guest a question. Yes. Oh, I'm nervous. And this is a question from Greg Harriel Grande. Oh, Greg. If you can change one feature about yourself to make yourself better as a performer, what would it? What would you change? One feature. I, 
I, it's not a, a physical feature, but I would uh, improve my hand-eye coordination because I, uh, when I look back at videos of myself performing, it is not at all close to what I feel like I'm presenting with my body. There's a great disconnect between that, and uh, I'm sure with more practice uh, and uh, dance classes... Would you say you're a flailer? Oh, oh, I fully identify as a flailer. Flailer, wiggler, smiler. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yes, uh, full of personality and a touch more personality and that's that's what you get from the colonoscopy but uh we'll get you in some dance classes so yeah like chad sap help him out please chad help me help me now it's your turn to ask my next guest a question oh yes as a uh bald woman i would like to know uh how far are you willing to go to alter your body for the sake of your drag yeah. i.e brows hair we'll leave it up to interpretation, but that is the question yeah. that I have. Botox. How far will you go for your lip art? Filler. Yes, yes. Oh God. I need a. I, my upper lip is getting a little small. I think it's shrinking. No, so. no, don't you fucking dare. Mm, a little plumper never hurt nobody. No, no, no. Well, if you've made it this far, use hashtag #ButtStuffQueen. Hashtag #ButtStuffQueen. Where can we find you on social media? Oh, you can find me on the Instagram, the Venmo. All of the things at Nicoleanoscopy. That is N-I-C-O-L-E-O-N-O-S-C-O-P-I. Yes, I am Italian, hence the vowel. How's your Twitter game going? Oh, I now have, I think I have uh, 18 followers. I did wake up to a notification that I got a new one today. Very, very exciting. Um, Just pumping out the content on Twitter, you know? So, uh, yeah, please, please tune in. Well, this was a pleasure. Thanks for being Oh my gosh, I had the best time. Thank you. The biggest thanks to Nicole for coming on. Subscribe on iTunes or SoundCloud and leave us a review while you're there. If you have any questions or comments, drop me a line at theaterthenow.com via our question link. Until next time, I'm Michael Block, and that was Block Talk. Block Talk.